This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello. Hello. Here we go. It's the Copyright Podcast. Back to another episode of the Copyright Podcast. As usual, I'm Mitch Canaan and joined as usual by Jay Pearson. How are you doing, Jay Lad? <laughs> of course, the breaking news we've just seen. Yeah, also that as well. <laughs> City. Fucking hell, I'm an Ivy Rose. What's the point? Yeah, it's true. You can tell I'm reacting to these in real time because I'm interested to see what's coming next. There's be like a, a diagram or anything, like a Pepsi or something. Oh, yeah, and one more. Yeah, what is it? Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that sets the tone. Should we send a bail out and just fucking, yeah, see you next, <laughs> see you next time? Oh, mate, what a fucking couple of days. Jesus Christ. But do you know what? Don't give a fuck because we're still fucking champions. Exactly. Doesn't doesn't fucking change anything. Um, yeah, mate. Couple of a uh, bit iffy days in terms of the world of football, wasn't it? Burnley was a bag of shit. But people need to stop jumping on the bandwagon of all oh, we're fucking crap and blah 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 blah. Burnley at Anfield is always a tough game, and regardless of what environment it is, it, they're always a fucking shit storm when they come to Anfield, and it's always a fucking hard three points to get. And you know what? It is what it is at the end of the day, and we didn't win the game and should have had a penalty, as as the videos say, but, oh well, fuck it, still got that, haven't we? I know, it's just, it is funny, like, literally, after the game, I, I think I text you straight away saying, don't go on Twitter, because I already had, and I've seen, like, ah, oh, this just proves we need a sign, and this just proves, and yet we probably do, but, in the grand scheme of things, like, I think we had 19 shots in total, I think 10 on target, 9 off target, so the fact that we only scored one is a bit shit. Fine, we were shit. We were shit. Fine, we, we couldn't finish. Fine, it was just one of them games. We had it was, it was kind of similar to the Aston Villa game in a way, but we we, we still got over the line. And this one, obviously, Burnley had a much better team as a rear guard and as a defensive unit. And I think I think Crouch spoke about it afterwards after after the game, saying how 
what Sean Dyche goes into into detail with these defensive formations and we do do it really well. But if it wasn't for a heroic performance from Nick Pope, it was unbelievable. The amount of saves, the save from Salah and the save from Mane, but in both corners of the goal, and he somehow has plucked them out is ridiculous. And on another, on another day, he parries them and they go in the back of the net, or we we score somehow. With like nine times out of ten, we win that game, which is one of those that. I don't know if the I wouldn't say the pressure was on because there's no pressure at the moment. Obviously, we still want to get over that line, beat Man City's hundred point record, and now there's no room for error now because we need to we need to win win our remaining three to be able to do that to get us on 101 points. I think so, 102. Sorry. So yeah, it's, it is what it is, isn't it? Like we go again. We've got Arsenal again. Arsenal on Wednesday, isn't it? So. so. Yeah, Wednesday at quarter past eight. Um, but I mean, like you said with the Burnley game, it's it. It's one of them things that I think everyone just sort of was just assuming that the points come as easy as they have done uh, pre the, the the lockdown and pre the, the the postponement of the football. We're a completely different side now in terms of like we've had to sit on all the talk for three months regarding when you know it, when Liverpool are going to win the league and what game it's going to be. And there's a lot of pressure on these players. And at the end of the day, they've they've been absolutely fantastic for two or three years, and we've said this on numerous podcasts now how good they've been and. Yeah, all right. They weren't at the races. They haven't been at the races properly since we got back um, from the lockdown and from the postponement. But at the end of the day, they've, they've won the league. It's done. We've wrapped it up. Uh, we've still got the, the trophy lift to come. Obviously, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but yeah, mate, people need to stop going on. And one thing, last thing I do want to say about um, the Burnley thing is two things. That Andy Robertson header, fuck me. That was incredible. That, what, a, what, a, what a goal that was. I've yeah. got so much respect for players that can do that with the head it's just it's fucking yeah. amazing you know as soon as I see that goal it reminds me of Hippier against Arsenal in the Champions League um, and then it reminds me of Suarez's header when it was outside the box I can't remember if it was against Cardiff or West Brom um, but yeah, it's fucking unbelievable from Rob all that um, and you, you know you did think that the, the game was going to uh, gonna go our way after that but the absolute fume that people are, are going on now about the, the videos that came out after the game where you've got Robbo swearing and you've got Trent swearing on another one. Are people, I've only, people are just seeing football for the first time. They do realise that people swear every single game and they get pissed off every single game. And just because they can hear it for the first time, it's like, oh, you, FA, you're going to do anything about it. Fuck off. Never watch the game of football. You can fucking live, <laughs> Reese. It's fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Just, it, it, again. It's nice to, to see that reaction and people. Yeah, that's the point. We've kind of been down the years, obviously since Gerard left. People have said, "Oh, we haven't got enough uh, like fighters in the team." And obviously, since we signed the likes of Allison and Van Dijk and Robertson and all these new players that we we bought in the last five years or so, that's added to the fight. Obviously, you don't hear all that screaming and shouting when, like you just said, when when the crowd's there because you can't. But it, it it was nice to see. But it doesn't mean it doesn't happen every other game. It does clearly, like Robertson's. It's got a huge mouth on him. He's always he's always fucking saying something. So it was nice to hear that, definitely. <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. Um, but like, if we look forward now, um, before we get to the Arsenal game, we know Hendo didn't play against Burnley, and we know he's going to be out for the rest of the season now. Um, really, really unfortunate, isn't it, mate? And again, it does show that against Villa, we did sort of miss that little bit of Hendo. Um, but. Yeah. You know, the, the, I don't want to talk about how much we're going to miss him because everyone knows we're going to miss him. It's just, um, what are your thoughts on the the Al Trophy lift, mate? He's still going to do it, isn't he? I think he's going to, isn't he? Surely. Klopp said, he, Klopp, Klopp said he has. Klopp said he'll still do it. So 
Yeah, I don't know if he'll. I don't know if he'll cops it. I don't know if he'll do the shuffle, but he'll still be left in the trophy, and it will be. It's just but us being spoiled bastards now. I think we're like, oh, we've won the Premier League, but we, oh, we want him to do the shuffle. It's like, well, as I long know. as he's got that trophy in his arms and he fucking lifts it, and we see that passion, we see that expression on his face, which I can't wait for on the twenty second against Chelsea. That's going to be yeah, it's going to be boss, and it doesn't it doesn't matter if he does the shuffle or not. We can we can just fucking. Double amount of shuffles next year, and we win it again. Yeah, exactly, mate. <laughs> well, that would be thoughts on it, and it's a case of people saying, "I just hope he doesn't do a John Terry and puts his kit on and does it right." He's going to have to fucking do that because he's in a contract with New Balance, so that's going to have to happen. Even if he's got the tracky on and the shirt, it will be happening. So people can forget about that in a minute. But the interesting thing is, um, I saw a, a tweet by BBC who said that they're taking all the flags off the cop. Um, to the point of they might be building a podium uh, on the cop to, for, the, for the presentation. Obviously, normal trophy presentations happen in the middle of the pitch, don't they? Opposite the, the main stand of whatever stadium it's being lifted in, or if it's an away, if it's an away game, it's at, at the uh, the champions fans. But that's going to be quite interesting that that it's going to be done like that and be lifted on the cop because obviously under normal circumstances that wouldn't be happening. But that, if that is true, it's it begs the question what they're going to do, doesn't it? Really, because it's I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I think we've seen some pictures. I think it was the German league, and they kind of. It is a bit weird, and it when there's no fans there, and it's just gonna it's gonna be an anomaly that will hopefully be a one-off, and we can start to see the integration of fans at some point next year, hopefully, so it won't happen mm. again. So, I don't know. It's in a way, it's it's good because we're we're going to be the only ones who win it with no fans in the stadium, and it's like that that year when the pandemic came on. Killed a lot of people, which is horrible, really. Like the fact that it happened still amazes me that yeah. it actually happened. Still feels like and obviously, thoughts go to all the people that have lost someone because obviously there was hundreds of thousands of people in the UK alone. So that's a horrible thing to go through. But obviously, the footballs came back eventually, and obviously, no fans are allowed, rightly so. So I don't know what they're going to do in terms of lifting it. But that idea you just said sounds sounds pretty good, to be honest. Obviously. It's going to be it's going to be on TV. Obviously, fans are going to be watching our own. So it's it's either way. It's, it doesn't really matter what they do in terms of at what point in the stadium. Just like the cameras are going to be on them either way, aren't they? So yeah, as long exactly. as we with that fucking beautiful bastard trophy behind you, that's all I care about, lad. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. I think it. I, I was sort of like daydreaming about it in terms of like what this podium thing is going to be like, and if it is the case that it's going to be built on the cop, I thought wouldn't it be amazing if they could just like draw out a um, hundred membership numbers or a hundred season ticket uh, holders and just be like, you you guys can come in at social distance on the pitch um, and 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 be there to celebrate, which for me, I know it's very important that everyone stays social distance and all that sort of stuff. And I just still, I still think there's a lot of dickheads who are cramming pubs and stuff and streets at, at the minute. I just think it's fucking stupid that they're all opened again. Don't get me wrong. I know people need to run the businesses and stuff and put back into the economy and, Heaven forbid people go out of business and lose jobs over it. But if that's allowed, then surely in a very controlled environment with a lot of screening, they could have done that. It's just an idea. I mean, there's no way they'll get that done in time now, but I just thought that might be quite cool of randomly drawing out 50 to 100 fans and sticking them on the pitch. But that, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's it's a good idea, isn't it? But obviously it's it, it will be a bit too soon to do that. I think I saw someone put it on Twitter, like a game in like Norway or something, and the fans were like in the stadium, but obviously like a third of the amount, and like every three seats were left apart, and then, mm. then 
it's obviously certain certain stadiums like well, pretty much every stadium in the UK getting in, getting into the actual thing is a nightmare the best of times. So yeah. um, even yeah. with a third or a quarter of the capacity, obviously, like the, the thought you just said, a hundred people would, would probably or even two hundred people would be fine because you could kind of slide that across and have people socially distance in a queue, so kind of. So that would work, but yeah, I think it might be a bit too soon for them, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly, mate. But like I said, on the 22nd, under the lights, first trophy lift under the lights, uh, we'll, we'll be enjoying Hendo lifting this. Absolutely. Uh, with all red ribbons, by the way. <laughs> Might have been abuse I got for not putting white ribbons on that. Well, you can fuck off because they're all red, aren't they? Anyway, anyway, so before we do that, we've got to think about Arsenal, right? So Arsenal on Wednesday. Right. We don't really do quite well at the Emirates, do we? It's very rare that we win there. We've, we've come out with yeah. a few draw, draws over the past couple of years and stuff like that. Um, thoughts going into the game based on what you saw of Arsenal yesterday? Well, yeah, they, so they, they are a good team, but it's kind, kind of top-heavy. Obviously, the strikers are really good and they've got some good young players like Saka and stuff like that who, who's just signed a new contract then, which I was quite surprised by, to be honest, because mm. the way they're going, they're on a a downward spiral for me. It's it's, I wouldn't, it's going to be a matter of time for obviously the likes of Lacazette and that leave if you if you keep going, going the way they are. Obviously a bad result yesterday against against Spurs. Obviously two one. I think they scored late on. They had the bed off. Scored pretty much towards the end. But no, I just we, I mean we said in the last one that we both we both said three 0 against Burnley, but you can't. I don't think the likes of David Luiz and Socrates and are going to be able to stop Mane and Salah. Especially, especially after after Klopp gives them a bit of a rocket after that Burnley performance, so to speak, I think mm. we're going to see a reaction, and it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if it was similar to the Brighton game in a way. We we go soon up pretty quick, and then go on from there. Because for me, Arsenal, I've always liked them as a team. I've always obviously the likes of players they've had over the years, like Henry and Bergkamp, I've always admired them from afar and thought that they've seen them in schools and. All the players they have back then, I've always liked them, but with, with twelve draws, <laughs> with twelve draws, yeah. But yeah, the, t- the teams they had, they've had over the years, I've always thought, yeah, they're quality. But now, it's like chalk and cheese. Obviously, they've got a decent manager in Arteta, but they, if Man United are on a, a a slow build-up scheme, they're on an even. I don't even know what theirs is. Man United might get back to their heights in the next maybe five to ten years with Arsenal. It's going to be. Even longer than that, isn't it? So I can't mm. see not a more than a Liverpool win, and I'll go for three 0 again, just just to just to try and get last week's score correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not predicting this week. I'm fucking sick of predicting. They're not getting getting anywhere near it. So I'm I'm not even going to go there to, uh, this week. So I'm going to leave that to you. You can have that one. Um, right. But in terms of lineup, then what are you feeling? Are you feeling very strong considering what's gone on the past couple of games. You think he's that's it now? He's gone. Yeah. I really want this points total, don't I? You know, at the end of the day, it should have been a lot easier to get this points total than, it, than we've made it out to be. But typical Liverpool, we always do things the hard way, apart from winning the league. <clears throat> but obviously, um, three win, three more wins, and 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 gets it us, doesn't it? It was three wins out of the last four, so obviously we've dro- we've we've dropped some points now, so we need to win the next the next three. Um, he's going to go strong, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's obviously the last game. He's tried to blood a few in. Obviously, Nicola Williams played start two in a row. Curtis Jones got his first Premier League start as well, which is Boston City. I thought he's done quite well. And he, he, he's obviously picked that team thinking that they'll get the job done. And they obviously 
unfortunately didn't. So I think that obviously the likes of Trent will come straight back in for Neko. Cater will come straight back in. It is a shame but we miss we missing Hendo and when he went when he isn't there, you can tell even game against Villa we didn't score. Hendo comes on and the cavalry come on, we scored some goals and then in the last game he was influential. He's when when he's not there, you miss him big time. Even you go back to the 13-14 season when when he got sent off in that in that end of the running, and we, we missed him. And even his his influence wasn't as big then, but now it's like we're not the same team when he, when he's not there. So it will be difficult to win these last two games without him. I think more difficult. I think we still might do it. Obviously, Arsenal and Chelsea two tricky games, but yeah, full squad, full strength squad. I think. What about you? Uh, yeah, I agree, mate. Um, I just, I'm just struggling on what the midfield would be. I think you're going to go with Fabinho, um, Wijnaldum, and probably Milner for me. I think that's probably what will happen. Cater again had flashes uh, at the weekend of why, why he's such a good player. Uh, I just think pl- probably playing away at the Emirates, it might be a, a Milner, Fab, and Genie midfield. But what are you thinking? Uh, I think it's in the last one, Milner. Yeah, I think he needs a bit more of that energy in it. I don't know, Wijnaldum might need a rest. I think. Yeah, I, I'd like to see Milner in there. Obviously, Fabinho thought he was good last game as well. Obviously, the great assist for Robertson reminds me of that um, one for Mane against um, Man United. Obviously, he's got that on his locker. So, Milner, Fab, and uh, Keita would be great. I think a bit of yeah. fresh energy in there. And I think the rest pretty much picks itself, doesn't it? Of course, it does, mate. Yeah, absolutely. I think this, the, the back five will pick itself, front three pick itself, just that midfield question mark. But again, we're spoiled for choice at the, at the minute, aren't we? So, um, yeah. It's good. So, yeah, fingers crossed the lads can get a win there. Uh, one last thing before we go, mate. Obviously, at the beginning of the podcast, I was throwing some sh- shitty pieces of paper uh, on that uh, decision that has happened this morning. Uh, Timestamp the podcast. There we go. So, just want to get your quick reaction on it, mate, before we finish. Um, what are your thoughts? Are you shocked? Are you surprised? Are you pissed off? Or you don't give a fuck? Bit of everything, really. Like, I, I don't know. I, I try not to get too involved in other teams, but obviously, they are now our direct rivals for, for, the, for the Premier League. And there's pros and cons, really. FFP, if if they've given impending two-year ban, how can you then go back on that? Like, I think when we touched on it with Sam, I thought they might reduce it one year and then say, right, yeah, we'll, we'll give you, because the overestimation, we'll give you one year, then you're back again. And to, to get rid of it completely and just give them a fine when one of the richest clubs in the world is just that's back pocket change for them, isn't it? It doesn't, it's not, it doesn't really, doesn't really equate to what the wrong doing, which, which, which is which is a shame, really. Um, but it's 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 not like it was a surprise. Obviously, there's loads of tweets flying around saying the gift pretend to be shocked. It's like, well, we all knew it was gonna, it, it was bound to be overturned, and it would be interesting to see why. Like, what, what was the whole point in the whole thing if, it, if you're just going to then go back on it all and it's, it, it's a waste of everyone's time? You know what, I mean? what do you make yeah. of it all? Yeah, pretty much the same. I wasn't shocked. I think everyone sort of knew a few days ago, didn't they, when the sort of unofficial news broke that, that that's the way it was going to be. And, mate, I, I, never, I, I did think in my heart of hearts it would have got reduced to a year. I thought they'd be like, right, well, it's fucking shit what you've, di- what you've done. We're not going to impose that. We'll, we'll reduce it type thing. And I didn't think that it'd completely get wiped out, but the closer it got to the day of deciding, the more I thought, yeah, do you know what? Money talks, money makes the world go around now, and that's it. But it does, like you said, it makes a mockery of FFP. It's it's sort of throwing everything out the window in terms of footballing. 
I said to you last night, didn't I? I've got, I've got, I'm getting really pissed off with football at the minute in terms of this fucking bullshit and VAR and all the changes that are happening in the game at the minute. It makes it hard to, to enjoy certain things. You know, I'm just glad that we finally won this because there might come to, to a point that financially we get stopped from being able to win these types of prizes and there's, there's talk of the European Super League being brought back up in conversation again, which I fucking can't stand it. There's already that Super League's called the Champions League, leave it at that. No, it's it's stupid for for the game to go that way. This is the bread and butter. You stick to your own country type thing, but that's another fucking conversation I don't even want to have anyway. But mate, at the end of the day, we're not shocked by it. Like you said, there's pros and cons. That means City is still playing in Europe. It still gives them another game in midweek uh, yeah. next season, just like just like it will be for us in terms of like trying to defend this bad boy. Um, and you know what, mate? It's a massive compliment to our football club the fact that we've managed to do the things we've done over the past ten years and doing it the right fucking way without spending, you know, people can go on and all, Liverpool spent this much. Yeah, we have spent this much, but we've also brought in this much as well. And there's a balance to that. And people can call us net spend FC all they fucking want. But at the end of the day, you spend money to make money. You've got to accumulate. You've got to be in the fucking green all the time. You can't be in the red. And City will never be in the red because they've got unlimited money. But we've done it the right way and we've done it this way. And we've got to be proud of our football club for that. We really have. Definitely. Um... Like you just touched on the nail on the head, lads. We're 21 points clear, and we've we've done it the right way. Obviously, we if we were in Man City's financial position, we would have, we would have probably signed Tim Werner. He'd be he'd be done and dusted by now. We would have probably signed a couple more as well. Like the over the years when they've won a title and they go out and spent shell 70 million on a on a fullback, and you're like, fuck no. And it and it happens. It happened like three or four times. Obviously, Cancelo and Walker and. Mendy and all kinds of like fuck now. Where's this money coming from? Surely this is like, it's, it's, where's it? Where's it equal and out? Like, they're obviously they're winning Premier Leagues, but they're not winning any Champions League. So where where's that money coming from? And obviously you touched on there the net the whole net spend thing. And we we're a business at the end of the day, and obviously we, we can't be fucking drowning in in in, in bad like bad sales and not having enough money and stuff like that. Obviously that's not how it works, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad we've done it the right way. I'm, I'm glad that it's, this Premier League is over the line before this news came out. I just, I just think, why did United delay it just to, to do it after we'd been confirmed? Because I think it would have been a bit of a bill, uh, a bitter pill to swallow if um, it happened before. Because obviously, we would have been all pissed off like, why, why are they seemingly above the law? And mm. yeah, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, it's only came out recently. So, but, the fallout from that will obviously the next couple of weeks we'll see a bit more hopefully a bit more detail on that and we can get a bit more of a wider grasp on why it's been overturned yeah maybe for that which will be interesting yeah exactly mate but in the meantime like we said we've got um arsenal coming up on wednesday mate so let's keep our fingers crossed for three points for the reds and um yeah we'll uh give us a like let us know what you think in the comments below uh, check out obviously all the other videos that we've been doing and lock down some great interviews on there as well. And um, we're going to be doing another episode of the Squad Number Show very, very soon. Um, and yeah, and we will see you after the Arsenal game. See you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.